1: podcast contains mature content the views and opinions expressed by the host announced to those of the host list discretion is advised ladies and gentlemen welcome to smacking a raw podcast episode 211 i am your host the warden matt ritter and daddy came home from getting that pack of cigarettes he is finally back vince daddy delgado Pornhub, poppy
0: Uh, Daddy is home, Matt. Did you miss me?
1: Um, Yeah, no. So we, we, we had an episode where you complain that, you know, we don't have any one-on-one time. It's not a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you spent two weeks proving to me why we can't have one-on-one time in a monogamous relationship because you don't show up. And I need constant love and attention, not right, just right. whenever you can be here. So and sometimes I need more than one person to give me love and attention. So, apparently, apparently. yeah, no, I, had, I uh, mean, last we had week's a hel- <laughs> episode was almost. Fuck. <laughs> we had drunk Travis
0: and Mara show up like for a hot minute.
1: We that had a hell hilarious. of an episode last week. That's all I can oh, say. Had, if you did not check out episode 210, please go do that because it was a hell Jesus. of an episode.
0: Apparently, there's an Asian me out there that I was not there, aware there, of.
1: There is an Asian Vince. There is an Asian Vince.
0: There's a picture of like. Regular events and Asian events at an indie wrestling show, and I'll probably share that like to promote this episode. But it's out there, it's out there for sure. You know, apparently, uh, Katie, Katie is now Katie. Wait, wait, what, what, what is the new name? Katie Kinsey, baby. Katie Kinsey, baby.
1: Yeah, interesting. Katie Kinsey, baby.
0: I like it. I like it. It's gonna take some adjustment period. Just kind of like, just kind of like Malika Black from Alistair Black, but. Well, oh, if yeah, you think so- about it,
1: it makes more sense because it's not Adam, Adam, baby. It's Adam Cole, baby.
0: True, and I don't even know how the Katie, Katie part happened, but.
1: So the way that happened was on uh, one of, if not the very first episode of Katie being on Smack Raw, Kyle was doing an introduction for her and he called her Katie and then didn't know what, didn't have anything else planned. So then he said Katie again. So she was Katie, Katie at that point, And then Savannah in the chat, Said mm-hmm. Katy, Katie, Katie, Bay Bay, and then it just stuck and it became a smacked raw staple that yeah. she is Katie, Katie, Bay Bay. And to symbolize her her fresh start uh, out on her own, her emancipation, if you will, mm-hmm. as I kept calling it last week, um, instead of going with Katie, Katie, Bay Bay, she let that be a smacked raw thing and she rebranded herself Katie Kinsey, Bay Bay. Does she not have the trademark for it? Is that what happened? I don't know who has a trademark for it. I don't know how Smack Raw has the that trademark works. for
0: Katie, Katie, baby. Apparently,
1: they might, they might. I'm surprised they didn't uh, trademark SES Vince. I wish they had. Then no, I no, that,
0: that was that was pre. That was pre- I wish they
1: had because I could have squashed your straight edge slander. Are you going to go back straight edge now that Punk's back? Now that he's officially back, are you going to live the gimmick again?
0: no no i'm i'm done living the gimmick it was the nice 10 plus uh, years of my life it was like okay. what like 10 11 years yeah. that i was straight edge so yeah. you know i was actually yeah. living the gimmick yeah. man uh but actually last week i was this close to popping in but i was too tired from work that i just crashed but had i known that pretty Kyle was going to be on the show i would have definitely showed up even if i was like deadbeat, like half asleep, just lying down on my bed i would have i would have made it to that show
1: all right so let's get into this episode um enough of the niceties and it's nice to have you back. Welcome back. Um, don't get mad at me. If I replace you again, when you don't show up. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. As always, if you haven't seen and you look down, you can see as he leans back, taking a sip of his drink. Vince says that black lives matter NWO style t-shirt that he got from young Kings wrestling over at what a maneuver you guys can find the link for that shirt. In my pin tweet at Matt Ritter, there's that M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R and money for that shirt, tank tops, hoodies, and other products they sell with that logo on it goes into a fund and that fund is then distributed to people who are affected by police brutality and racial injustice, which is why we promote it every week, which is why we support them because we know the people, we know the money's going where they say it's going. We trust these people to that they are doing the right things with the money and it is a cause that is near and dear to both of our hearts because Black lives do matter as much as all, everyone else's life. And it's still not treated that way. There's still been no legislation put in place. Nothing has been done to fix the issue that sparked the Black Lives Matter movement. So as long as that issue exists, we are going to continue to support that cause. Not the organization, the cause. The cause,
0: yes, exactly.
1: All right, Vince, news and rumors. Uh, did you get to catch NWA Power? Or, I'm sorry, NWA Power at all. Uh, that was last week's
0: Saturday, right? That is correct. I was at my uh, one of my best friend's wedding, so I did not watch the I was going to say, so up.
1: simple answer is no, I did not watch it. <laughs> Simpl- yes, okay. I, no,
0: I did not watch it. You did just... you catch
1: it? No, okay. <laughs> but thank you for letting us know where you were. We appreciate you know, it. I was um, got to keep
0: tabs with everybody, you know?
1: Awesome Kong retired on that show. Came out officially retired. Um, Awesome Kong is, I'm sad we're not going to get one more match out of her, some kind of farewell match or something. Obviously, she's worked in Impact. She's worked in, you know, WWE. She has Karma. She was in um, Glow, all over the place. One of the most famous and well-rounded women's wrestlers of all time. Um, so nothing but respect to Awesome Kong uh, as she ends her career. Um, also, NWA Empower was actually pretty good. So it started off a little iffy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of your favorite wrestlers, Indy Bailey. Um,
0: Highly, Ray. Right.
1: Yeah, that's why I said Indy Bailey. Uh, she had a match with Diamante. They were great. Uh, the third person in that match, um, whose name is slipping me right now um i don't know the match just kind of felt off and then the first Mm -hmm. tag match also just didn't feel like they were like there was something off in there uh with hell on Mm -hmm. heels and um the hex but once we got past the first two matches things really started getting into gear moving uh the wrestling was solid it's nwa it's got a different look and a different feel it's a smaller crowd it doesn't have that wwe production but The women were fantastic. The show was really fun to watch. I was entertained and engaged the entire time. Um, I really enjoyed Layla Hirsch versus Camille. That was a very fun match for the NWA women's title. Um, Chelsea Green won a number one contendership in the battle royal at the end of the show to face Camille for the title. Um, So that's a thing. And then also we crowned NWA women's tag team champions in the hex, which is Marty Bell. And, um... (laughs) You're
0: the one that watched the show and can't think of it. She does the pinky
1: thing. Female indie wrestler, got white streak in her hair, does the pinky thing. Oh. um, Yeah, see? Sienna
0: was her name in Impact. I can't remember what her name was in WWE, but she was in the the Mian Classic. Uh, I know who you're talking about, Sienna.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Sienna too, but that's not what she's going by, and her current name is blanking out on me so find that out for me as we continue yes. uh, but no it was a really good show so if you guys didn't check it out uh, you should uh, you should support that also uh, in the lighter side of news uh the Miz is going to be on Dancing with the Stars Allison K yes Allison K there we go which is why they're the hex because her name is Allison and she spells it Allison S-I-N anyway mm-hmm. um, yeah Miz on Dancing with the Stars alright so Two things. NXT rumors. How are you feeling about them? What do you believe? What don't you believe?
0: Uh, I do believe that, obviously, there's going to be a revamp of what NXT is going to be going forward. Clearly, by just the logo on tonight's SmackDown, you saw a little bit more of a teaser on September 14th. is when they're going to go back to being a live show every Tuesday night. I think they were, like, shutting down and pre taped a few weeks in advance because they were reconfiguring and reconstructing the performance center to make it look a little bit more brighter there's some aspects of this new NXT that I'm optimistic about but there's some stuff that I'm just kind of weary on and I'm just kind of gonna err on the side of caution and I'm gonna see what September 14 looks like if anything it's just gonna go back to what NXT was pre WWE Network what it was on Hulu which I was watching back then back when like Seth Rollins was the NXT champion and Big E and Bo Dallas were NXT champions Okay. It could just it, it could just be that, and it might not be a bad thing.
1: So I've heard it's going to be an official third brand that Vince and uh, Bruce Pritchard are going to have I a little bit of say. Stuff. Uh, yeah, that Vince and Bruce Pritchard are going to have some say, but Triple H, Regal, all of them are still going to be allowed to run it. I've heard that Vince and Bruce Pritchard are completely taking over, and Vince and them are getting kicked out. Obviously, that came from Dick Melter, um, who we don't trust or believe. Um, I don't think
0: he has any sources in WWE anymore. That's like, what everyone's saying
1: is now that Ric Flair went, he has nobody left there. So don't believe anything you hear from uh, Wrestling Observer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what to believe. I'm curious as to see what's going to happen. I like the yeah. Wale uh, song. Don't know how I feel about the new logo. I'm warming up to the new
0: logo. I will say this. I was not feeling the Capitol Wrestling Center. I thought it was too dark, too dingy. It felt like a very like dirty indie wrestling show, which isn't a bad thing, but like NXT the presentation just kind of I felt like it dipped down once the pand- once they left full sale. I felt like the presentation just kind of took a dip and a nose dive. So- I
1: never so I never got that feeling cuz like Bully Ray used to talk about how you watch NXT and you watch Dynamite on the same night and because Dynamite was at um, daily's place and it was open and they had you know more of a crowd and everything it felt more exciting and it felt louder and more vibrant and this and that and that at um full sale it just nxt felt less than and i never got that impression i never felt that way and when they went to the capital wrestling center i never until recent weeks with just how like weird the crowd has been Mm -hmm. booing baby faces cheering heels just kind of hijacking the show and being assholes outside of that this entire time they've been at capital wrestling center i've never really felt like it's less than full sale or felt a Mm -hmm. difference from full sale
0: i felt i didn't feel much of a difference it's just it was a gradual like dislike of the aesthetic of it I just would prefer it to be a little bit more like well lit a little bit. And so too, also to also this just a pet peeve of mine, the logo was kind of cool, but it just felt like it was too much. And the new intro intro song that NXT had, I just wasn't feeling.
1: Oh, no, the logo I, they I, have now is trash. Yeah, it looks like a Gears of War, like fucking medal that you get for an achievement. Like it's a Gears of War achievement medal. It's. Mm-hmm. I do not like this logo with the skull and the wings and the metal and blah no, blah. Just uh, they should just kept much. the
0: regular one. And the Slipknot theme song was fantastic. I don't know why they changed it. Uh,
1: I'm good either way. Uh, the theme <laughs> doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I realized something though. Went yes. from full sale to the CWC. Mm-hmm. So TC's point about them warning william regal about the parking lot years ago it's not the same parking lot the cwc parking lot is not the full sale parking lot Mm -hmm. so we can't kayfabe pretend like just because shit happens it's just the aesthetic of nxt where they are it's not a specific parking lot that is a location that is dangerous because they've changed locations and the parking lot is still dangerous
0: I would argue it's not as dangerous as Full Sail's parking lot. Really? Atomic's career ended in that parking lot. Remember, Kevin Owens just walked past just like, that's a damn shame. Like, there was way more going down in that Full cell parking lot.
1: Didn't he, like, get reborn and join a club, a gun club or some shit like that in Japan?
0: Oh, no, you're talking about Kenta. Very similar, guys, but not the same.
1: Same person. <laughs>
0: As, as same as future Gohan is to actual adult Gohan.
1: Which one would future Gohan be?
0: Future Gohan would be
1: Kenta. So the better one. Okay, Kenta's better than Hideo. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right, we're good. Um, and then last but not least, and this is more of just... I don't really want it to be a discussion. It's just something that needs to be addressed. Unfortunately, Daphne Unger, um, former WCW women's wrestler, Impact Women's wrestler, is no longer with us. Uh, so our, we send our condolences out to her family. There was a lot of good and a lot of bad uh, over the last couple of days yeah. revolving around this with Twitter. There were people coming together and, you know, talking about mental health awareness and, you know, m- mourning her passing and all of this stuff. But there were people also sharing – a very disturbing video that she posted to Instagram for likes. There were people reporting fucking news articles about it as it was happening to get clicks and likes. There were, you know, people making claims about suicide and mental health and everything like that after the fact that were negative and shitty. So as much mm-hmm. good as we had, we had bad. And I just, if you're listening to this and you were part of what I consider the bad, the, Posting her shit to get likes or making a news report to get clicks and follows and likes or, you know, talking about mental health in a negative way or suicide in a in a light of where it's selfish and not acknowledging that there were mental health issues going on or calling her weak or soft or any of the other dumb shit that was going on. Uh, I implore you to be a better person. I really yeah. do um and i will tell you to your face if i ever see you and you tell me that you were one of those people that you are a piece of shit uh because you are for doing that stuff um we need to be better we really do uh we say that all the time when shit like this goes on and it's it's a sad thing so at the very least we just want to send her family our condolences because they lost somebody they loved who was struggling um and that's all there is to it
0: yeah, just I mean, all I can really say is, obviously, we always have this kind of conversation when some when something on some tragedy like this happens, it's it's tell your loved ones you love them and all and all this stuff. It's just like, just check up on people, just and if if just look for help. Uh, like there's like a suicide prevention hotline out there. Like the num the number is like one 273 talk with 82 55, you know, there's, there's, there's stuff out there, you know, look for stuff, you know, and, and as someone that, you know, has struggled with, with mental health and stuff, like it does help to seek help and it's helped me. So I implore everyone to get help and just check on everyone. Just, you never want to see something like this happen.
1: Absolutely never. not all right vince uh yes. now that we we did that and we got that out of the way and i appreciate you sharing that number for all of our listeners in case they don't know and again uh, it's, uh it, you, I'll, I'll read
0: it off again i'll read it
1: off again, yeah, read it it's, off a, again.
0: it's uh 1-800-273-8255 so it's seven uh, it's 273 talk yeah. it's a simple 1-800 number and i could share it i'll probably put out my pin tweet so you can check it out as well
1: you can also probably Google it and find it or find someone mm-hmm. to talk to, to help you through this. If you need to, yes. if you're really struggling, you need to talk to someone or you, mm-hmm. you know, you need help, please reach out and get that help. Um, where would you like to start now that you're back? <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know. I, I would say let's, I guess, I guess
1: start with raw, get it okay. out of the way. So we kick it off with Damian Priest's Open Challenge, where he takes shots at how he's a fighting champion and talks shit about Bobby Lashley and the kind of champion Bobby Lashley is. Outcomes, as my co-host has once put, to the dismay of everyone that's ever watched wrestling, the greatest mass wrestler of all time, Sheamus. Facts. Facts, Uh, by the way. Drew also comes out, and Lashley comes out, and Randy and his uh, sidekick come out, um eventually after everyone talks and makes their piece and says what they have to say uh we get a tag team title match at the end of the night where it's randy and riddle versus mvp and lashley and we also get a triple threat match drew versus priest versus sheamus for later in the night for the u.s title yeah it
0: was it was an interesting way to kick off (laughs) raw
1: Then we have Rhea defeating Shayna, and the start of a monster push that got really weird later in the night for Nia Jax. First, she comes in, clobbers Rhea Ripley, and smashes Nikki Cross, and a lot of debate on how safe she was in clobbering Rhea Ripley and if that had anything to do with what we see later in the night that we're going to talk about. Uh, Mm -hmm. Viking Raiders defeat Jinder and Veer because for some reason we didn't do Veer and Shanky. Priest defeats Drew and Sheamus to retain his U.S. title. Goldberg has ligament damage and needs knee surgery and then says something about coming for Bobby's soul and ripping it out and not caring about the title, which is what we wanted from the get-go, is if you're going to bring Goldberg back, just don't have him go for the title. Um, we have more Reggie 24-7 Park promos and being chased by Tozawa and... Our truth uh, Eva versus Double D. Dewdrop slams Eva before the match, and then they say Eva can't compete, and Double D declares herself the winner. Carrying Cross is still dressed in an awful Halloween getup and defeats Humberto Carrillo. Nice to see Humberto back. Charlotte loses to Nia. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not even surprised. You don't even like Karrion Kross. So we're not even going to bitch about that not being good enough for Hulu. Um... <laughs> Charlotte loses to Nia in a very strange match. Omus kills Morrison. Woods loses to AJ. And RK Bro defeat the Herb Business. And then as it looks like Matt Riddle is going to be murdered, uh, Randy saves him from certain death because that's what a superhero does for his shitty sidekick. Comes in and saves him before he's crushed. Yeah, What are you swallowing for Monday Night Raw?
0: Okay, I think the biggest swallow is the Nia Jax-Charlotte Flair match. For me, I like, I, 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 so I didn't watch Raw Life. I had to watch Hulu. So I was anticipating this match. And I feel like the triple threat match would have been higher, but I feel like they shortened it on Hulu. So I really paid attention to this match. And I got the same enjoyment that I got out of it as when I went back to go watch Shawn Michaels versus ho Hogan, Like, you know this is a shit show about to happen. And it was so good because you could see things going down. Like, Charlotte's like, what the fuck? And then Nia's like, what the fuck? And then they're going left and right. And then at certain points, I feel like that chop block was legit. Like that choke slam to end the match, I thought was legit. Like there was a few spots in there. Oh, there
1: the backdrop where she just dropped, she almost dropped Charlotte on her neck. It was Mm -hmm. definitely a series of slaps and punches in there, and some choking and some hair pulling. Uh, Bully Ray talked about a headlock that Charlotte was just sandbagging Nia, trying to fucking, you know, uh, blow her up. Um, Mm -hmm. no, there was, it was a very interesting match. Uh, there was definitely something more going on there. And mm-hmm. the fact that Nia won, which means Nia just destroyed in one night the, the current and the former two Raw Women's Champions. Because it was yeah. Rhea, Nikki, and Charlotte, and she beat all three of them. And those are your last three Raw Women's Champions in one night.
0: Honestly, like, that was such a beautiful train wreck of a match. And I honestly, I don't think it was like any beef. I don't think they had any beef with each other. Maybe it was just like a lack of miscommunication and then like shit just kept going south.
1: No, because so I watched it twice. I I saw it live and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I told my wife about it and we we rewatched it and I really analyzed it. And I listened to Bully Ray's kind of like him breaking it down before I rewatched it. So Mm. you can see that there is something wrong with Nia Jax in her face from the moment she makes her entrance. Like, something was said to her. There was something done in the back. She was not in a good place before Mm -hmm. that match even started. And then Charlotte took all of the time with her entrance, like, to the point where you you saw it really pissed Nia off.
0: So I did notice that I did notice that Nia was already in the mood before the match even started and that and Charlotte was just kind of taking the back when like the match initially started. Yeah. So when things started to kick off, you can tell that Charlotte's just like what is going on here? And then she's like, "No, we're playing, you want to play this game? This is what we're going to play. We're going to play." This I feel
1: like game. I feel like there was something that happened in the back between them, whether Charlotte went up to her and said she was unsafe with the way she hit Rhea, they got a new argument or whatever. And then I feel like Charlotte from her entrance through the beginning of the match was antagonizing Nia Jax on purpose, her leaving the ring, not wanting to lock up, taking her time with her entrance, all that. I feel like she was antagonizing Nia. And then I feel like there were a couple of times where she tagged Nia for real Nia was holding on to some animosity and finally just said, fuck it. And then these two just started going at it. But Nia also clobbered Charlotte the same way that she clobbered Rhea on the side of her head up against Mm -hmm. the ropes, which made Rhea's head, you know, bounce off the ropes and kind of fucking whiplash. It was an interesting match. It it definitely was probably, it's probably the least safe and most worrisome match of Monday Night Raw, but also the most entertaining match as you're watching it
0: happen. Which says a lot about Raw as a whole, yeah. if you think about it. Uh, obviously, the second swallow for me is that US triple threat match. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, it felt like it was shortened, but from what I saw was really fucking good. And I'm seeing a lot of good in Damian Priest. It feels like someone in the back, whether it's Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, or someone, or just the brass back there are very high on this man and him rubbing elbows with a guy like the Drew McIntyre and like the greatest mask of all time, it's Sheamus. Just really the, the greatest
1: mask of all time, not even the greatest mass wrestler, now he's got the greatest mask of all time. It's it, he's he's the
0: goat, man. He's the goat. He's the goat. Him Listen, being him this. being in the ring with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, the former WWE champion, just lets you know how highly management did we talk? Thinks of this did, man.
1: did we talk about how you are doing the dark night thing right now? Have we talked about that. <laughs> we talked, I don't about know that? if it
0: was off camera or during the last episode I was on, but yeah, we've talked about in case
1: this. you guys missed it. Um, there's a line in the dark night, which says, um, either you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Uh, Vince and his love for Sheamus is <laughs> him living long enough to become the villain. Because there is no way, in any way, shape, or form, that it, Sheamus is the greatest masked wrestler of all time. He is also your your heritage should be offended by the fact that you are downplaying Mil Máscaras. Rey Mysterio, some of these great masked re- Mexican wrestlers and some of the great Japanese masked wrestlers for a guy who's wearing that just shows you bar.
0: that just shows you Shema's greatness and his ability to supersede so many lofty expectations and such a huge weight and burden of falling in those masked wrestlers footsteps. To be able to don and mask and not only live up to those expectations but supersede them and probably go down as the greatest mask wrestler of all time. Rey Mysterio is up there, but Seamus is slowly. What becoming. about Uno and
1: Dos? What about Uno and Dos? Wait, who? Wait, who'd you say? Uno and Dos. Uno and Dos? Wait, who are we talking about here? Edge and Christian. They're luchador characters, Uno and Dos. When they were the Luchador tag team, didn't they call it? Wasn't one Uno and one was Dos?
0: Honestly, I think I missed that part of the of that aditera. What? I think I like I. The only thing I the only reason I know about that is because of a uh, my career like mode in a WWE SmackDown versus Raw game, where like Edge and Christian was like uh, a story mode, and that's the only reason I
1: know about that. I mean, I'd at least accept that. Yeah. But the fact that, like, you're putting him above. Now, you said greatest mask. So that means better mask than Kane. Better mask than Mankind. Better mask than Vader. Yes. Mask. The actual mask. The clear fucking nose guard that he's wearing.
0: It's a black nose guard. It's very stylish. And it fits my aesthetic.
1: Also, it's Los Conquistadores, Uno and dos. There you go. Yes, there you go. Yes. Um. No. Yeah. No. You. You. You've gone too far. You crossed the line, and I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to rein that back now.
0: No, actually, No. I said I was gonna be a Sheamus stand account if that man won the U.S. title at WrestleMania. Y'all laughed. Y'all got ki- your kicks and in, in giggles. Like when when it first happened, you're like, I want to see this. This is gonna be hilarious. But I knew, eventually, they're gonna get sick of it, and that's. It's when not I that
1: went. we're sick of it. We're good with you acknowledging how good Seamus is. We are not greatest a good, wrestler of all time. We're
0: not okay with that. All time.
1: We're not okay with that. That is where we draw the line. All Eddie of his Guerrero. matches are
0: five-star matches. And he,
1: you literally just said greatest wrestler of all time, which means you just put him above Eddie Guerrero. Man, he, he's
0: the greatest wrestler since Eddie Guerrero. Like he's on par with a girl. He has so anyway, a triple threat
1: match. He lost that triple threat match. Uh Damien Priest is doing fantastic. Had to
0: put over the young fella. You know, he had yeah. to put over uh-huh. the young fella. That's yeah. how great of a lad. Seamus is.
1: We swallow anything else from raw. Um,
0: RK, bro. That's all I'm going to say. RK, bro.
1: So anyway, um, Spitting RK bro, that is correct. We're going to spit RK bro. Uh because we always spit RK bro. I kind of wish the Hurt Business had won. I'd like to see Bob- it almost felt like Bobby was going for a belt collector's thing here where he came out to challenge the US champion and he got a tag team title match. So, um I would have actually liked to see the Hurt Business go over and get the tag team titles cuz we don't really fucking need Matt Riddle on our TV anymore at all. Like we can just end this now anytime. Um, also,
0: Bobby Lashley did the whole belt collector thing in Impact. He had the X Division title, the what 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 was it
1: like?
0: They, he had all the fucking titles over in Impact. I, I I would want Bobby Lashley to try to go after all the titles, and I was disappointed that he just was okay with just being in that t- title match and not also be included in the U.S. title picture. I want I'm him to be greedy.
1: I'm also going to spit Eva versus Double D because we're going back to the same shit we saw with Eva Marie, where. Stuff happens and she can't compete. We're not. I knew I get what they're doing. I, I knew, I knew I get it, what man. they're doing to get heat, but they didn't succeed with it last time. So why are you picking it up again? Like her not wrestling and having wardrobe malfunctions or other shit happening and not actually having matches was to get heat, but there was no payoff because then you cut her and she was just gone. So why start doing it again? Why not let her wrestle and show the fans if she's actually put in work, that she she's hasn't. put in work? You don't know that.
0: Dude, Matt, I knew from the moment they rehired Eva Marie, and my thought process was always, if she's not going to be an in-ring competitor, this could be interesting. She could be like a nice like manager, a nice heater for someone. But if she's in the ring... No, she's not gonna add anything of substance. Like I liked Lana a lot, but I didn't want to see her in the ring. And she's more or less in that camp.
1: Okay. Um, also spitting cross versus Carrillo just because a you didn't see it, and B I didn't Humberto, see the Eva match either. Umberto's well, that there was nothing really to see. Like I said, she got dropped before the match started, then couldn't compete, and then do drop just announced herself as the winner. Um, Humberto came out to lose to Carrying Cross. Carrying Cross is dressed in that stupid gladiator getup. Still,
0: mm-hmm. first it's time dumb. we've
1: seen Humberto in weeks, months, and he comes out to take the Elder Cross to build up Cross, but they keep dressing like a fucking idiot.
0: Cross fucked up when he came out at Takeover with the like the new gear. He should just kept like the regular tights that he was rocking before then. And he yeah. probably wouldn't have been saddled with the gladiator stuff. Um, I do want to say I'm, I'm only spitting two things. Everything else is just kind of like there. I want to spit Goldberg because fuck Goldberg. Uh, I don't like Greenberg, Oldberg, whatever Berg you want to give me. It's terrible. I thought his promo was lame. I don't really care. It was terrible. And also John Morrison. He's cringe. I thought I'd like the whole segment with uh, almost was cringe. Him being zoomed into the camera was terrible. You can see how old that man was and not in a good way. And uh, the matches wasn't that good. So,
1: yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a lot. You're not going to get a five star match out of almost because he's no Seamus. You can only do so much. Um, I'm also now, if you want Mikey a five star
0: almost match, you put him in there with Seamus and I guarantee you you get a five star match. No, you know. Dave Meltzer, um, would give it a five star match.
1: <laughs> Viking Raider. Don't say his name. You're going to send Reek into a fucking fit. We're not allowed to say his name. That's why I called him Dick Meltzer earlier. Oh, oh, you're going to send him into a regrant. Yeah. Uh, Viking Raiders defeat Jinder and Veer. I'm spitting that just because why not do Veer and Shanky? Like, why not build your tag division and have a tag team wrestle a tag team? Why have Jinder in that match? No, he was out there. He was there with them. They just went Ginder and Veer instead. They're not the fucking fabulous Freebirds. Ginder is a singles wrestler leading a group with a tag team. Let the tag team wrestle as a tag team. Yeah. If they're not ready, don't have them on fucking TV. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough, Uh, man. All right. Are you spitting or swallowing raw overall?
0: I'll spit raw. I mean, other than like the triple threat match and the clusterfuck that was Nia Jax versus Charlotte, there wasn't anything there.
1: I agree, especially the last thing you tried to swallow. I did. I don't Um, know about you. I'm sure you were doing a lot of swallowing the last two weeks. That's why you weren't here. Um, no, I'm gonna spit as well. <laughs> yeah, I can't really like. I we swallowed the Charlotte naya match, but like, it was for not the good reason. Yeah, it was for not good for reasons. it was not for good reasons. Um, where do you want to go next? NXT, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite? Uh, let's do AW Dynamite. Dynamite. Kick it off. uh, Proud and Powerful defeat FTR. Never Rise puts over Garcia. CM Punk gets jumped by Never Rise and saved by Darby and Sting, and then Never Rise and Garcia get destroyed. We get to see a GTS for the first time in seven years. Uh, We get a Punk and Darby face to face. Sting puts over Punk, says he's always wanted to work with them, but they've never had a chance, blah, blah, blah. And that he is going to let Darby be a big boy and do it all by himself. He's letting... He's letting that little baby grow up and be a real man and handle his own shit. He's not going to be out there for their match at all out. Uh, we got an MJF interview where he intensely talks about ending Jericho's career. Orange Cassidy defeats uh, Jack Evans. Why is he still hired? Uh, Matt Hardy jumps OC and gets thrown out before the match. Then the HFO jump Orange Cassidy and Chuck and Wheeler and jungle express. I'll come down to even the odds and make the save. Uh Eddie Kingston, Miro promo. Jericho is interviewed by JR about, you know, how they have it's an in-ring interview where JR is the one that may brought Jericho to the main event, and Jericho's not sure, or JR is not sure Jericho's making the right choice, putting his career on the line, and blah blah blah. Um we get a vignette about how much Darby lo- or Darby loves CM Punk. Um Hobbs defeats Cage with teamwork uh from Team Taz because yeah, that's a thing, even though it was a singles match. Uh Malachi Black says he's gonna murder Lee Johnson and then gives him change to pay the toll to Hades. Uh he said, After I kill you, I'm gonna put coins on your eyes so you can pay the ferryman on your way to hell. Uh, love that. Nice. QT calls out Paul White. Paul White crushes the entire faction. Then the gun club comes out to kind of help, even though he didn't need it. And the gun club turns heel. Now, mind you, this is the gun club, not the bullet club. I know it can be confusing because the bullet club does finger guns and the gun club doesn't do anything but have the last name gun, which isn't even really theirs. So don't get them confused. This is Billy Gunn and his children, the gun club, not the bullet club with the finger guns. Um, he hits Paul White with a chair twice, lays him out. They leave. QT looks dumbfounded, and then him and his lackeys all go in and beat up Paul White while he's laid out. Um, Britt Baker has a major announcement. She renegotiated her contract, and through that, she got a handicap match for Rampage, which will be Jamie hater and Rebel versus Chris Statlander, which we will talk about when we get to Rampage. Uh, Penelope Ford defeats Tay Conti. And then after the match, as they're jumping to Conti, here comes Anna Jay. back, <laughs> Back. And also announced that she will be in the Casino Battle Royal, uh, which got moved to the main card. Um, yeah. Thunder Rosa interview, Jade and Nyla interrupt, and then Rosa says, well, you know, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging, and just starts punching both of them and ends up getting beaten down, and definitely does go down swinging. And then in our main events, the Lucha Bros and Jungle Express lose to the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. After the match, Kenny comes down to beat down both teams. Christian comes out. He gets jumped. Kenny says that they, you know, stole the controls for the cage from Tony Khan. And then the cage comes down. And basically, the super elite, that's what they're calling them now, the super elite,
0: the Super Elite.
1: I don't with, understand uh, why. Galson. I'm confused.
0: Because I think the Elite is just supposed to be uh the Bucks and Kenny. That's the original. And Hangman. Format. The original Elite was just those three. Then Hangman was added. Martis Girl was added. And Cody was added. But now they're adding... Now they added like Anderson and Gallows, and I think now that makes them super elite because they're on another level. So, Like,
1: like you now, know. mind you, I don't think this because I didn't pay attention to them prior to AEW. But is this like the original elite is DBZ? And then this is like Dragon Ball Super. Where it's that's it's- a
0: that's a good that's a good comparison, yes, because the original okay. elite, yeah, the original elite was just the Bucks and Kenny.
1: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also Carl Anderson's a douchebag. Um, yep. No surprise there. So anyway, Christian and, uh, Lucha Bros get beat down. We got people coming down, trying to climb the cage. Brandon Cutler sprayed them in the face with the fucking ice spray. They can't get in the cage, which is the whole point of the cage matches. So people can't get in. It's not a cage that you're supposed to escape, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that is how we go off air with, the super elite beating down the baby faces that they will face this Sunday at all out in Chicago. Um, what are you swallowing? Cause you, you said you had something.
0: Uh, well, I'm swallowing the CM Punk uh, interaction with Darby. Everything CM Punk Darby was fucking fantastic. I thought was the highest points of dynamite for me uh, outside of like an in-ring action. But that was the the one segment that got me hype for All Out this weekend. It was the only segment where I felt like they were actually building up to that that match. Like, yeah, they try to do that in the closing segment. But there's less heat with uh, Christian and Kenny versus Punk and Darby. And yes, it's because Punk's coming back after a seven-year hiatus. But they're actually, it's a good story that they're telling. It's okay. it's it's not too complicated. It's just kind of there. It's pretty solid. It's pretty good. And I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm biased. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased.
1: I'm also swallowing the Malister Black or the, the Malachi Black Malister. Malachi Malister, Black Malister Black is what I'm calling yeah. him now. Uh the Malister <laughs> Black promo. Um, uh-huh. I enjoy what he does. I enjoy the message he conveyed. Uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit about that because Young Kings Wrestling had some stuff to say. On their show recently, um, about mm-hmm. Malachi Black. So when we get into his match on Rampage, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um
0: Anything Brit's, else thing,
1: you saw Brit's thing, I'll swallow. I'll swallow Brit. I'll swallow Thunder Rosa. I'll swallow the return uh, of Anna J
0: Anna J. Returning I think Anna J's return and CM Punk Darby stuff is the only thing I want to swallow. Everything I was just kind of there.
1: And I also have Proud and Powerful versus FTR in the opening match.
0: I have yet to see the match, but I'm pretty okay. sure once I see the match, it'll be fantastic.
1: So what are we spitting from Dynamite? Benny Ortega.
0: That's what I'm spitting.
1: Okay, so <laughs> explain to me, Benny Ortega, because you have been campaigning behind the scenes for me to name this episode Benny Ortega, and I don't get the reference. I don't get the re- Okay, so it's
0: literally uh, Justin, a.k.a heel tactics on twitter he was just we were just talking about kenny coming out with the black hair and he said like yo like some i just saw some random dude call him benny ortega and i just fucking died and i actually went ahead and searched that shit up and this dude has a history of calling kenny omega benny ortega and then i don't know something about him having black hair just made him a little bit more fitting of the ortega last name so I've just been on board with Benny Ortega, and that's the new gimmick.
1: So I don't know if I can name our entire episode off of a name that somebody on Twitter that I'm not even familiar with. Uh, I might be, <laughs> but I'm as of right now, I'm not. Right. I'm not. It's just a ran, It's just a random. But I got to. I popped so hard
0: when I saw Benny Ortega that I actually. I don't like, know if pre-named. I can name our
1: entire episode after something some guy on Twitter said that I don't. I'm not familiar with this person or what this is about. What if there's like some fucked up connotation to it? And we're like naming our show after it And then it comes out like Benny Ortega is this pedophile. And but like, you never know like what it could be. Like, let me do a Google search before we actually name the episode,
0: but I don't think yeah, it's no, anything I'm like going to need man. you to
1: hold off on the whole. We need to name this Benny Ortega. Cause I don't know what the fuck a Benny Ortega is. Benny Ortega. I mean, Benny Ortega could just be like me referring to uh Mox's opponent as Sad Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Sad Yoshi called Zima.
0: Apparently, Benny uh like Benny Ortega or Benjamin Ortega is a YouTuber. See, that's Benjamin. what I'm saying. Like,
1: we don't know what where he got Benny Ortega from. I can't trust that. I don't know if I can name our entire episode that, Vince. We may have to hold off on that um what are you we spitting give me what i want
0: um i'm spitting the fact that you won't name this benny ortega that's what i'm spitting man <laughs> uh no i'm spitting the jericho jim ross interview i it just felt like it wasn't really needed and didn't help build them because i'm excited i'm looking forward to mjf versus jericho but i feel like they haven't really built that up after the the fifth labor
1: what make you a deal after you get done spitting your stuff as I'm running down the next show that you pick, if mm-hmm. you can find the name Benny Ortega in a, the title of a Pornhub video, I <laughs> will name our show Benny Ortega.
0: You don't got to tell me twice, sir.
1: So, and, no, I said, you after, don't you gotta t- your, after you finish your spit. So let's finish your spit. So you're spitting the Jericho interview. I'm with you on that. Like, I don't get me wrong, I liked the beginning where like they were acknowledging their history together, Jr and Jericho, and what Jericho or JR means to Jericho and why he has him out there and blah blah blah. But uh we we know what's happening, like we get it. Like it's a big deal. Jericho may never wrestle again if he loses, blah blah blah. Like it didn't need that whole thing. Like, there's not no. you didn't really it just give felt like they were being it. too dramatic,
0: like they were being yeah. extra, like yeah. it's why not have like a pull apart? You, you know what they should have had. It's one of those classic WWE slash NXT pull apart brawls to close off the show.
1: You mean like they did every week of Dynamite and we made fun of them? For like no, the but first it's just six no, months like, of Dynamite.
0: <laughs> for every episode but of this, Dynamite ended this, but the but exact
1: this, same way. That's what you but want. I'm
0: not saying, I'm not saying like there's a bunch of like brouhaha that's going on. I'm just saying there's an actual like pull apart. So like, uh, like for instance, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, where, like, John Cena's face was bu- busted open leading up into, to they their They did that at, last uh... week
1: with Matt Hardy's face.
0: Yeah, but I feel like it would have fit a little bit better with this whole MJF and Jericho stuff. Or I don't know. like but That wasn't that the main event. That... The
1: main event was the tag team, the eight-man tag team match in the cage shit. So you want to do I that know, I... and then follow that with Jericho and MJF doing a pull-apart? I'm not saying after... – after the super elite smash Christian and the Lucha Bros in a steel cage, I'm bring the cage back that- up. Send everyone out. Bring me Jericho. Bring me MJF. Let's get them brawling so we can have a great pull apart. Like, no, that's not how you. You well, said that's would- how you did say that's how to go out. That's how we should close the show. That is exactly no, no, what how they said.
0: could should have closed. Uh, like, closed off that sh- like that that whole like feud between them. Not the show itself, but like that should have been the segment they had. This week it's like some kind of like brawler pull apart. You know, I don't, well, don't know. Like I, I personally
1: agree with you. The only way that would work is if MJF was out there talking shit and Jericho came out because MJF is not the guy to rush Jericho and try and fight him fairly.
0: No, it it I want it to be a thing where Jericho wants to get his hands on MJF and he's just like being a weasel and just like can't like Jericho can't get to him something yeah. something along those lines or you know play play into like the samoa joe shinsuke nakamura nxt pull apart where like mjf or chris jericho goes and tries to steal the other person's nose. i feel like that would have been a very like great moment to see. so that moving
1: be- on i'm spitting uh orange cassidy versus jack evans because jack evans yeah uh there is no tag th2 is the matt riddle of AEW for me they yeah. are my uh butcher and blade uh or they are to me what the Butcher and Blade is to reek. Uh, I see no value in Jack Evans and in Helico. I hate that they exist and do not want them in AEW anymore. Um, they annoy the fuck out of me just for existing. And I know a lot of people watch Lucha Underground and are going to be like, oh, they're great. Well, uh, they're not. They haven't been in AEW. I don't give a fuck about them. And Helico looks weird. He's tall and skinny and lanky and he bothers me. And there's nothing special about Jack Evans. And the name TH2 is fucking stupid.
0: It was, but that one still image of Orange Cassidy uh pinning Jack Evans with his like hands in his hands pocket. In his pocket. Yeah, that yeah. was that 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 gets a swallow for me. I almost forgot to mention that.
1: Instead of the Pixies, he should just come out to Alanis Moore set one hand in my pocket, then just do the one hand. I can dig it. Yeah. I can dig it. <laughs> Actually, I missed the old best friends theme, and I wish they'd bring that back.
0: No, actually, I'm warming up to the Orange Cassidy theme. Song. I know I'm fine with but, Orange
1: Cassidy having his own theme, but yeah. when Chris Statlander and the Best Friends come out, if like it's not a like, bom, 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 I want, bom, bom, yeah, bom, bom, I best want the Friends. Best Friends theme back. I don't want everyone Wait, coming Like out the Martians
0: from- and the puppies and the Holding Hands and the yes. Greenfield. Yes, that, yes,
1: that's what I yes. want back.
0: That was the best theme song on Dynamite.
1: It really was. And they ruined it. Um, Oh, and I'm spitting Team Taz because Team Taz, like Hobbs got the win, which is great. I'm happy to see Hobbs get a win. And uh, TC can add that to his running list of uh, black wrestlers who were featured and their wins uh, that he ran down in the latest episode, which you guys should go check out and listen to because it was fantastic when he did the black wrestler audit for AEW. But the fact that it's Team Taz, the fact that Brian Cage, you know, had fucking the FTW title hit in his face so Brian, so Hobbs could get the win and Hook is out there for some reason, and now apparently Hook has fans and they're calling them hookers, which like I'm divided on because one, nice. I love the idea of calling someone's fans hookers, but also why does Hook have fucking fans? Anyway. Can't,
0: can't answer that for you, man.
1: Um, we spin anything else from AEW. Oh, QT. Do we spit QT and all that? Like I want to I'm swallow the gun club think. thing but uh, I want to spit everything QT.
0: I don't care enough about any of it to spit it or swallow it. That's okay. why I didn't. I, that's why I failed to mention it.
1: Okay. Are you spitting or swallowing AEW dynamite as a whole?
0: I guess I'll swallow it, but it's really only because Anna J returned and CM Punk versus Darby Allen got me hyped for this Sunday. Okay. That's about I'm it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to swallow as well. Um, I, I, I was cleaning my car um, Uh as the main event was going on, so I was listening to it and kind of side eye watching it. So I know some people felt like it was dragged out and it took too long. This and that. I didn't get that impression, but I wasn't like sitting at my TV fully invested watching watching it. Like it was just kind of going on as I was doing other stuff. And I would look up and I'd be like, "Oh shit! Oh, okay. Like, what's going on? Like, Like, I missed the fact that Kenny Omega apparently dyed his hair. Like, I didn't even know that happened." Because I was not paying that close of attention, but
0: I, I only paid attention once Benny Ortega became a thing in the chat. Uh,
1: it's not a thing until you find Benny Ortega on Pornhub and can prove to me that Benny Ortega is on Pornhub. So I'm going to need you to send it to me and not just say, oh, yeah, here it is. Benny Ortega gets a rim job from La Serena 69. Like, you can't just do that. I need a link. So
0: unfortunately, I did not see any Benny Ortega. However, I did find a a new prospect called Sheila Ortega, which
1: is
0: (laughs) my cup of tea. So there was some good from this episode. So while searching
1: Benny Ortega, trying to force me to name this episode Benny Ortega, you stumbled on something to masturbate to once this podcast ends. Yes. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we going next? Uh, SmackDown, Rampage, or NXT?
0: Uh, Well, honestly, I just kind of want to finish off like the whole Malachi Black stuff. So let's just go into Rampage because I think that's the only thing of note that happened on Rampage. Disagree hard. Other than someone offering CM Punk a beer.
1: Disagree hard. Um, Okay. We do kick it off with Malachi Black defeating Lee Johnson after the match and after Malachi destroys Lee Johnson. uh, Dustin runs out with a steel chair runs off Malachi black. And then we get an interview with Mark state or Mark Henry backstage of Dustin, where basically he challenges Malachi says he's going to come for him next week, that he'll see him coming. And he says that your whole thing is being in the dark. I have spent five decades in the dark. There is nothing you can do to me that hasn't been done to me. And that sounds like a challenge for Malachi black to find a way to hurt Dustin Reynolds. In a way he hasn't been before, and I'm super intrigued by the prospect of Malachi finding a new way to torture Dustin, aka Goldust, in a way he hasn't before. So it's like,
0: be bondage though. Like he's already been there, done that.
1: So here's the thing, and I was I was with you, so I want to say this. I was with Young Kings when I was listening to them, um, but v- Rampage has kind of turned me around on it. So they were talking about how they didn't like. Well, I was with them 50-50, so one thing that they didn't like from last week's uh, Dynamite was Arn Anderson blocking the Black Mass. Um, For me, Arn Anderson is the enforcer Arn Anderson of the fucking Four Horsemen. He was out there and watched Cody. He's taken a Black Mass. He watched Cody be destroyed by Malachi Black, and he just watched his son. If anyone is going to know how to counter move like the Black Mass, it is going to be fucking Arn Anderson with all of the experience he has. And Malachi Black still low blowed him and hit it anyway. So it's not like he took a black mass and no sold it. He put his arms up and stopped it. That is something you can do. That did not bother me. I was fine with that because it's fucking Arn Anderson. It's not like QT Marshall blocked it. Yeah. Like he's a fucking legend. I, I know he's old, but he's still fucking Arn Anderson. The problem that I did have that they also had was of all people, Lee Johnson came out, Malachi Black ran away. But Malachi Black is a heel. Malachi Black is not Alistair Black. He's not the babyface Aleister Black that we came to love. This is a different version of the character. This is a cold, calculating, smart character who had plans, who wants to give people a chance, as we saw with Brock, as we're now seeing with Lee Johnson. Hey, I'm giving you a chance to back out say you're sorry if you don't take it i'm gonna fucking kill you here's your chance to repent and get the fuck out of here oh you're not gonna take it okay now i'm gonna kick your head off so him leaving yeah and then this match happening the promo that we got on dynamite about this match the way it went down and the fact that he is now slowly methodically dissecting everyone that cody cares about supposedly I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know that Cody really gives a shit about Lee Johnson or Brock yes. Anderson, but doubt it for story purposes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and next will be his brother. Next will be you know his family. It's an interesting story. Um, I feel like Lee Johnson maybe should have been first. I, uh, maybe I guess you have to start with Cody and get Cody to go away, and then to try mm-hmm. and drag him back. This is what you do. Brock and Lee are kind of a toss up as to who you go first because Brock's had like no matches. Lee struggles to get a win. Uh, But now moving on to Dustin, um, this will definitely be more interesting and entertaining. So I'm all for this. Like I'm still in on Malachi Black. I don't think that they, they ruined Malachi Black or that they hurt Malachi Black, which is what TC was saying on their show that he felt like they may, they may have already ruined him. I'm not with that at all. So
0: no, isn't he the, the advocate for letting things play out. Like on WWE, yeah, he's out here saying like what, like two months into like his AEW run, he's already ruined because Arn Anderson blocked the uh, the Black Mass. I will say I don't like the fact that Arn Anderson blocked the Black Mass. I understand your logic, your reasoning, and it's sound. I just still don't like the fact that he blocked it. He could have like maybe dodged it or avoided it. And see,
1: now that would have bothered me because Alistair Black is fast as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So if old-ass Arn Anderson, who's out of shape and can barely move, can duck out of the way of it, that might have bothered me more than him just throwing his hands up. I can see him just quick throwing his hands up. He's been Mm -hmm. swung on. He's been hit. He's been studying the way he throws this kick. He sees how it's coming. He's a veteran of the game. He knows what he's looking for and what he's doing. And he still got caught with one. So him putting his arms up, I'm okay with. Him completely ducking and dodging – a black mass at the speed that Alistair Black throws it, that I would have been like, well, what the uh, like, because he's not going to move fast. Like it's not going to be a quick dodge. Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson can't yeah. move quickly, so but so, apples and oranges.
0: I will say that the one good thing that you're that you've mentioned there that's made me draw a comparison is similar to Master roshi in the tournament at, in the tournament of power. How he held his own, even though he's older, slower, but he's wise and savvy and is able to like hold his own for like a split second before he actually gets destroyed
1: so or for you horror movie fans out there if you're a fan of halloween like i am look at how dr loomis held his own against michael myers despite the age difference and michael myers advanced strength dr loomis with his intelligence was able to still stand toe-to-toe with michael myers hunt him down and you know use that intelligence to in some cases get a one-up on michael throughout the series
0: Mm -hmm. i have no idea what he's talking about but i agree
1: (laughs) anyway um rest of rampage uh miro says that eddie got a charity contract and that's why he's an Uh, he basically says he's here to do god's work eddie comes out and says your god's not real to me and if he was that he would have sent me out here to punish you because you're the sinner. Uh, Miro says that Eddie's going to get redeemed tonight, and Eddie's like, how about you redeem these nuts? Then Miro lures Eddie in, and he gets clocked with the TNT championship, and then as Miro's getting ready to destroy him, Eddie gets up and DDTs him and lays out God's favorite champion. Miro, I enjoyed this whole thing. I enjoyed the promo from Eddie where he's like, your God's not real to me, but even if he was real... He doesn't give a fuck about you redeem these nuts that whole thing. I enjoyed Miro and everything Miro's been doing. Um, I don't know how I feel about Miro's kryptonite being his a DDT or his neck or whatever they're saying it is like, is there something from WWE that they're refer- referencing that like I'm missing like did Miro lose a bunch of matches to a DDT like why did they decide that. Miro's weakness is a DDT or his neck like I feel like I'm missing something there Outs-
0: I feel like that outside of what's happening like it's Aiden. supposed to be a, if it's supposed to be like an inside joke kind of like an Easter egg for people that know doesn't seem like too, too many people
1: know okay uh, we also get Jamie Hader and Rebel losing to Chris Statlander and then just as it looks like Chris is going to get jump three on one because Britt was down there as well red velvet runs in and then the heels leave uh, we got an interview backstage with Mark Henry. It's 2.0 on one side, Darby and Sting on the other as they hype up the main event match where Darby defeats Danny Garcia. After the match, 2.0 jump Darby. Sting takes out Danny Garcia and CM Punk waits and waits and waits. and Then finally says, all right, that's enough. Goes down there, runs off 2.0, distracts them. Darby goes in the ring, dives through the ropes, wipes them out, and then we get a little face-to-face Darby and CM Punk to go off the air to hype their match for All Out in Chicago. Did I mention it was in Chicago? Have we talked about All Out being in Chicago? Because it's in Chicago.
0: I don't think we have. You think the two Chicago guys have mentioned that?
1: Welcome to Chicago. Even though I'm an Elgin. Not the point. Um, I'm like WWE. Nobody knows. So yeah. what, I'm swallowing almost all... like. <sighs> I'm not necessarily going to swallow the, the handicap match. It was a fine match. I enjoy Chris Statlander. It was mostly Chris versus Jamie. It was kind of short, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to spit it either. Like there was nothing where I was like, oh, this was terrible. But uh Darby Danny Garcia, even though I'm not big on Darby because of, you know, everything that we've talked about uh was fine yeah. match. Um I kind of want Punk to get past him and get into something that I care about a little more because um, I'm just not a Darby guy. Yeah, but
0: it, it kind of does feel like a stepping stone, feud.
1: Miro and Eddie was fantastic. Black and uh, Big Shady Lee Johnson was fantastic. So I'm swallowing both of those things and swallowing Rampage as a whole.
0: I'm going to gargle Rampage just because I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, I did get a chance to see the Malachi Black stuff towards the end of the match and how he just treated Lee Johnson like his little bitch towards the end. Where he's like, go ahead and swing at me and then he just fucks Yeah,
1: he literally way. gave the guy a chair and he turned his back and said, all right, take a free shot. Okay, you took too long and then kicked his fucking head do off. Know, you know who, at, who Malachi Black is now? Who? He's Majin Vegeta. You do realize that you said you were going to call him Malister Black and you have not done that once since you said you were going to do it.
0: I don't know. We sold, I always forget some of the things I mentioned on here.
1: Okay. I, it was like 10 minutes ago, but neither no, you nor there. Majin Vegeta, I like that comparison, especially since you were, you know, shitting on Vegeta on Facebook. And, me and I was Travis not
0: shitting on Vegeta. Plus. I thought it was a funny meme that his only dub was him. Like, I said point.
1: biggest dub, and then you corrected me and said only dub, and then me and Travis had to school you <laughs> on all of the dubs Vegeta has got.
0: At that point, that, that was just me trolling you because I know uh-huh, you yeah. like Vegeta, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was a hilarious meme. Vegeta over share.
1: Goku all day, every day, baby.
0: I, I will say I don't like the fact that Goku finessed his win in Fukatsu No F. So I, that, that, that was supposed to be Vegeta's win, and then Goku yeah. just kind of came in there and finessed it.
1: Yeah. Uh, SmackDown or NXT?
0: Let's go NXT and finish strong with SmackDown.
1: Okay. Uh, we kick it off. Mandy Rose's first match back in NXT. She loses to Saray via Countout. Uh, then Gigi and JC guide Mandy out. She's covering her face with a towel. So there was a drop kick spot where Saray face washed Mandy. Mandy goes outside. She's holding her face. They go get a towel. They cover her face. Um, kind of a weird, weird ending. Uh, I think
0: she legit got hurt yeah, with that spot.
1: So we'll talk about that because uh, I am not sure and I have not heard anything. So I'm going to ask you to tell me about that when we get back to it. Uh, Ciampa is NXT. Uh, he's not cool with the post match attack on Thatcher. Thatcher's on the shelf. He's going to have his match later with Rich Holland. Uh, Hipster Kyle defeats Duke Hudson. We got a Dragonoff promo where he says he's still alive and long live the Tsar. I don't know how I feel about Dragonoff calling himself the Tsar. Like, I feel like that's a heel thing, but maybe it's just because throughout my entire I life, I've taught that Russia. Means. Well, it's a Tsar is a leader in Russia. Like, it's kind of like the king of Russia. But I feel mm-hmm. like it's just like this American bias you have where, like, you're taught American history and russians are bad and czars are bad so like anyway uh kaylee ray interview uh basically says she's here to be a top star carmelo doesn't know who he's going to challenge uh santo shows up and basically says stay away from the cruiserweight title it's his imperium defeat maverick and generic paul um maverick and generic paul yeah not logan paul not jake paul generic paul um Gargano loses to LA Knight, Indian Dexter ringside. Dexter accidentally distracts Johnny, costing him the win. I feel like that was on Johnny, not on Dexter. Uh, MSK want to give Birch and Lorcan a rematch for the titles that they never lost, and Regal agrees, despite their actions. Raquel defeats Jesse Kamea, or Giant Gonzalez defeats Jesse Kamea. Ember responds to Kaylee Ray's comments saying, Step up. You think you're that bad? Step up. You want to be top star? Step up. Uh, Samoa Joe interview Uh, Roderick Strong defeats Jiro Caden and Casey interview with EO and Zoe uh, where they basically say that they're a real tag team and EO and Zoe aren't we play up the issues between EO and Zoe more Mm -hmm. Grimes then (laughs) drops so he gets interrupted by GYV who are giving him shit about the replica belt and he drops it on their foot. Um, and then our main event chapa defeats ridge holland and then gets jumped by the rest of pete dunn's group and msk run off dunn and friends and save chapa
0: okay um this is a weird episode of nxt if i i want to just start off by saying it felt like a transitional episode
1: this was not it my means- favorite episode of nxt at all because if
0: I did notice a trend, though. Like, if you see almost all the matches are, like, OG NXT guys versus newer NXT guys or, up and t- or like, younger talent. Like, like Duke Hudson versus Kyle Riley, or even, like, an LA Knight versus uh, Carcano. Like, those are matchups that you don't really see. Uh, Mandy Rose versus Ray. Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Jessica Mea. Jessica Mea, uh so let's keep on with the dragon ball references you <laughs> can't get rick havoc a little bit more upset that he's not on this episode but i don't know it was a weird episode i i do want to swallow uh i do want to swallow ember moon and uh kaylee ray looking like it's going to be the first feud for kaylee ray going in there that's an exciting match i want to swallow msk just kind of going up to Rico and be like yo we want to give these dudes a title shot because we want to prove that we're good champions.
1: And Outside of them eating popcorn with Beth Phoenix, probably the best thing that they have done the entire time they've been in NXT. Because
0: you know what? They're they less they were less goofy on yeah. NXT. They literally just went in there like they're like legit champs. Like, yo, we want we want Lorcan and Birch. They never lost the titles. We we want to shut them up. We want to prove to them that we're the rightful NXT champions. Correct. Uh so that was dope of them. And they kind of feel like they this this new aesthetic or this new movement of where NXT is going to go or and I wouldn't be surprised if they just get called into me roster either uh but the only thing in terms of actual stuff that I want to swallow is the index way is what I'm calling this the index way because this slowly coming together of Dexter Loomis Johnny Gargano Indy Hartwell and the way family is hilarious Like Gargano being startled by Dexter Loomis in the back is like, why do you do that? Like, stop doing that. Just be normal. Just be normal. And then walks away. I thought that was hilarious. Dexter Loomis catching Johnny Gargano during his match, uh, blocking LA Knight from attacking Johnny Gargano and even reaching out to do like the whole way hand gesture. I thought was great. This is the only interesting storyline. And it feels like the only storyline left in nxt that triple h has his fingerprints on
1: um i'm gonna swallow some Joe's interview but also that uh so here's where i'm at with that uh calling it now this might be a reek prediction probably not theory is gonna fuck up that wedding theory left sad and dejected we have not seen him they barely even talked about him or really alluded to him outside of like dexter's drawings and shit like that Mm -hmm. i feel like by the time of the wedding Dexter is going to at least kind of win over Johnny and Candace. And then Theory is going to come in and fuck everything up and cause issues.
0: Isn't the wedding on the rebranding uh, episode uh on Probably. September 14th? Probably. Yeah. Second? So did did you did you see Indy Hartwell uh tag uh just like tweet at Austin Theory with like a picture of like the wedding invitation, just kind of like with a question mark. Like no, I did ah, not. Ah. Yeah, it's hilarious. Go go look at her her Twitter, and she literally like just added Austin Theory with a question mark, and just only had like the invitation, just kind of like alluding. on like, hey, are you coming to my wedding? I thought it was hilarious, hilarious. Um, uh, yeah. What are you swallowing? What else are you swallowing, Matt? Not a lot. Not
1: a lot. Cameron Grimes dropping the replica title on GYV's foot was funny. I I'm
0: missed good it. with that. Like, I got
1: no Grimes this week. That was fine. That was funny. I'll swallow that. Uh Chompa and Holland had a good match. It's just I so you remember back when you were part of Smacked Raw and you and RN had a show where you guys covered NXT, and I came on, and you guys were talking about how great Johnny Gargano is, and I was talking about how great Ciampa was. You know, I thought Ciampa was NXT and you guys thought Johnny Gargano was NXT and we came to the agree to disagree thing where it was two against one, mm-hmm. but I still felt like I won. You Remember that? Yeah. Okay. I don't like this version of Tommaso Ciampa. This is not the Tommaso Ciampa that I was talking about. Um, This is not main event Champa, and I don't kind of like him in the role that they have him in. I want... You can't come out to no one will survive and not be this. I need the psycho killer back. Like, I need... That champa back, that is my champa. That's what I want. This almost feels like heel stone cold a little bit. Okay, I can see that. Where he was hot, he was big, he was badass, and then they made a change to his character. And now it's like he's just kind of there. Like, don't get me wrong, stone cold was even heel stone cold was always the focal point, he was never just kind of there. But now, champa, he's on every show, but he's just kind of there he Mm -hmm. should be in these stories in a more prominent role and i i don't give two fucks about thatcher so him building mm -hmm. thatcher does nothing for me
0: he's kind of like in this weird awkward going through the motions randy orton stage of his nxt career
1: i can see that yeah
0: because randy orton when he's on it's fucking fantastic but when he's going through the motions, he's going through the motions. Like, And he's just kind of there. And that's exactly who Ciampa is right now for NXT. He's their Randy Orton in terms of character and ring stuff. In terms of uh, filling the role for that brand. Uh, honestly, I don't care about Ciampa whatsoever. I stopped caring about Ciampa since he turned babyface. I Last time I cared was his feud with Johnny Gargano. That no, was the that? last time.
1: I was no, all Ch- no. when when he, up, uh, when he showed up
0: when uh, he showed up on SmackDown was the last time that I cared about leading up to that build to Survivor Series was the last time I cared about Ciampa.
1: Okay. I was I don't remember if his feud with Undisputed Era was before or after that. The Last time I cared about him on NXT was his feud with Adam Cole where he was taking out all of the Undisputed Era members. He had the take oh, I was marked. so
0: anti Champa during that. I yeah, but so you were anti-Champa. a fucking
1: Undisputed Era mark. That's why. You were a UE mark. That's why.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like Gargano is proving to me that he's the more versatile guy between the, the former. I will, ag-
1: I will agree with that. Johnny Gargano has a lot of value and I have grown to see a lot of value, but I also don't see Johnny Gargano as the John Cena of NXT. Um, he is very versatile okay. and easily utilized and slotted in, in a lot of places. He's uh, a Daniel but, Bryan of NXT. Maybe. I don't know that he had the, the groundswell that Daniel Bryan had, but.
0: For the NXT crowd, yeah. Like that man was maybe. probably the most over baby face in NXT history since Bailey and Sami Zayn.
1: Maybe. Um, I, I'll give you Daniel Bryan. Um, I wouldn't make him the face of NXT, though. I don't know. Ciampa's Honestly, not the at this is NXT either. He's not. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know who the face of NXT is right now, but it's neither of those guys.
0: Fair enough.
1: Uh, Spits, Matt. What you spitting? Okay. Um, I'm going to spit the Mandy Rose match just because it was an awkward finish and it Mm -hmm. didn't last very long. I was actually kind of looking forward to seeing what Mandy Rose could do down in NXT with the time that she took off. I was hoping we were going to see a different version of Mandy Rose Um, and her getting kicked in the face, getting covered up with the towel. You said possibly really injured. So like, yeah. Kind of hard to spit if she was injured, and that's why they stopped it. It was just – it was awkward and kind of took me out of the show. It was a rough way to start the show.
0: It was not the best way to start off NXT. I will say that. I I can't recall where I saw it initially, but there's this YouTube channel, like uh, Pro Wrestling Unlimited or whatever. They just regurgitate, like, the news. And just sometimes I need, like, a quick, like, three-minute video and just give me the bullet points. And they just kind of ran that down saying that she was injured in the Saray match. And that's, that looks like exactly what happened. Honestly, I don't think they would have stopped the match.
1: Hipster Kyle and Duke Hudson. Spitting that because I don't give a fuck about either of those guys.
0: Uh, Duke Hudson, there's something about him that reminds me of Wade Barrett. And I fuck with Wade Barrett, but I don't care enough about Duke Hudson.
1: Yeah, but uh, he doesn't have the accent, and that was a lot of Wade Barrett's charm. So he's like Wade Barrett without the charm.
0: Yeah, exactly uh what else do you spend
1: uh imperium versus maverick and generic paul because i don't know what the fuck this dude out there was in the boxing shorts and the taped fists or why drake maverick grabbed this bum out of everyone in the fucking nxt locker room to team up against but it was a waste Mm -hmm. of my goddamn time and i don't need to be reminded of jake or logan paul on nxt i have to deal with that shit on smackdown i don't need it on nxt uh
0: thankfully i missed the match it was not part of the hulu version but that is gonna lead me into my spits and there was no camera Grimes, so i missed the whole camera Grimes stuff it was not included on the hulu version of nxt and just why the fuck was there no hit roll or legado they debuted a new female member of legado del fantasma last week and all of a sudden nada like we don't get shit. We don't get no follow up. Not even. Well, like the
1: Santos did show up during Carmelo Hayes's interview, but there was nothing between the two groups. No promos. No interaction between the two groups. So I agree with you, and that's part of why I'm spitting NXT this week for the first time in a long time, is mm-hmm. because your top your top acts, which are Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe came out, did an interview, but it was not really any like it was a Samoa Joe interview. They didn't really and say anything. Of, yeah, it was nothing of consequence. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez beats uh, Jesse Kamea for shits and giggles. Like,
0: uh, I'm also spending that match because I don't care about Jesse Kamea and I don't care yeah, about Giant Gonzalez at all. It was just kind of there. like.
1: But mine. no Dakota Kai, no interaction with Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray does an interview. Ember, like... All of your top stars weren't really doing anything on this episode. The reason I yeah. tune into NXT, and we didn't get a good women's match. We had Raquel versus Jesse, which was fine, but it wasn't good. And Saray and Mandy ended fucking weird. So, like, all the reasons I tuned into NXT, they didn't give me on NXT this week.
0: Honestly, it, it it's more or less kind of like what I like i observed uh, observed and i saw of NXT, it felt like a transition like these next this this episode and next week's episode i feel like our transitional episodes and we're not gonna get into the swing of things until that september september uh 14th episode i feel like
1: everything means i'm like... spitting next week too because if it's like this week i'm not
0: yeah, even Samoa Joe didn't even because the premise of his promo was like, "Oh, who's next? Someone step up." Like it sounds like Joe doesn't know who's next because it doesn't seem like NXT themselves know who's next for Joe because they don't know what direction they want to go. Should be fucking Pete Dunne. That's what everyone wants to see. Samoa
1: Joe Pete Dunne, it's you've been Pete building Dunne.
0: it. But it's kind of Unless... hard because I want the title on Pete Dunne. And I don't but if they do the match, I don't want Pete Dunne to take the L, but I also don't want Samoa Joe. Pete to Dunne the title has so an so
1: entire cool. faction. Ridge Holland, Danny Birch, Oni Lorkin. If Pete Dunn beats Samoa Joe through that faction, then you get Samoa Joe who may align himself with Tommaso Ciampa and whoever else is feuding with maybe MSK. And those four, you know, Joe chasing the ch- title, trying to get it back with Pete Dunn as champion as a heel faction. I could... I could do that. I'm down for that. I'm all for that. Thatcher's out. I would enjoy a badass psycho killer Tommaso Ciampa and Samoa Joe in a temporary uneasy alliance for a little while. Because that yeah. could be fun with them killing people and breaking shit. Like...
0: Yeah, it, it just it kind of feels like a soft reset that is doing right now, and you can see it.
1: Fired? Fired. Not on TV anymore. Fired. Contract expired. Free agent. Called up. Fired. Called up. Uh released or NXT Japan. <laughs> NXT superhero. Th- <laughs> uh, the crazy. only people that are still in NXT that are on this cup. Roderick Strong, Kylo Riley, Riley, Johnny Gargano, and and
0: Candice LeRae. yeah. So DIY Candice LeRae and and half of undisputed era.
1: Correct. And not the good half.
0: Well, they were a good half when they were in undisputed era.
1: No, they weren't. But I always like. I like
0: and Roderick Strong were good in undisputed era as a group.
1: Roderick Strong is a great technician who has a lot of talent. As the guy, that's he's the workhorse. He's going to carry the match. He's going to make you look good. He's going to do a great job. He is not the guy that's going to win the championship. Kyle O'Reilly has never. So he's Dean Malenko. Yeah, he's basically the Dean Malenko of the group. Yeah. If if this was the uh, oh, what the, the fuck call Yeah, the radicals, the radicals. He'd be Dean Malenko. Adam Cole would be Eddie.
0: Would Kyle be Chris?
1: No, I'm going to give Bobby Fish Chris, and I'm going to give... Because Chris didn't have a lot of personality, but there was just something about him he kind of liked. Bobby Fish doesn't have a lot of personality, but he's got the mustache, and there's just something about him I like better than Kyle he just Kylo Riley. Kyle O'Reilly is Perry Saturn. cool
0: uncle vibe, and that's what I love Kyle O'Reilly is Perry Saturn. That's, that's, that's rough. Give
1: him a fucking mop that's... and make him entertaining
0: that's fucking rough man
1: i don't get i've never cared about kyle o'reilly there was a very small instance that they made me care about kyle o'reilly and then they made him a fucking hipster and now i don't give two shits about him and i didn't give a shit about him the entire time he was in the undisputed era he was always just that guy that was to me bobby fish's tag team partner or roderick strong's tag team partner
0: the way I saw it is, I kind of saw him as like the dude with the potential to break out if all things no, went together. Never. I saw him as the cool air guitar guy. Uh, the cool air the,
1: guitar guy.
0: Man, I fucking love that air guitar championship entrance, man. I, I, hate I you to this so day, much. to this day, I wanted that shit in WWE 2K, so Trash. I can give that shit to my creative wrestler. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm agreeing with you, man. I'm, I hate to say it, man, but I'm gonna spit at NXT other than the index way stuff with like Gargano and Dexter Loomis, nothing really here is worth watching. You could have skipped this week's episode and not miss a thing.
1: Roger that. All right. We kick off SmackDown, uh, Usos versus street profits. The match is thrown out. The Usos take out the street profits, but they come back, lay out the Usos. Paul Heyman's in the back. Roman sends him to go get his cousins. Then he runs into Kayla. And while he's being interviewed by Kayla Braxton, His phone goes off with Brock Lesnar's ringtone entrance music, and Kayla's like, "Uh, your phone's ringing. He goes, I know my phone's ringing, and he tries to continue the interview. Then it rings again. She's like, you are going to answer that? And Paul answers it and has a very uneasy conversation with the person on the other end, hangs up, and as he's leaving, distraught, he runs into Big E, who for some reason is dressed up like a janitor Takes his hat off and just starts laughing maniacally and holds up the money in the bank. This is the best thing we could do with Biggie this week.
0: I mean, it was cool when they did it the first time when he was waiting outside of Romance locker room and Paul Heyman was just like thrown the throwing the back, maybe even the second time. But now it's just kind of like do something with the guy.
1: Uh Ziggler tries to hit on Tony Storm, but she says she's a Booger fan. Booger defeats Ziggler. Um, the powers that be tell Becky that, oh, I'm sorry. We have an in-ring promo with Becky Lynch. Becky wants to talk about Bianca because she didn't get to last week, uh, puts her over a little bit, but then she says Bianca lost because it was her own fault.
0: She wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. She should have been
1: ready. I'm a veteran. I know how to do this. I know how to play the game. I didn't forget. Um, Bianca comes out. Doesn't look like Becky really likes the response that Bianca got from the fans. Bianca lays down a challenge: "Does Roman's putting a settle on the line tonight? Why don't you?" And Becky says, "Nah." Becky is a fucking heel.
0: She is, and the backstage segment with uh, with her and Deville uh, just kind of proved it, where she just kind of like was like disgusted or like what's what's the word I'm looking for like. Disapproved of Sonia Deville saying that the match is gonna happen extreme rules and they're gonna do the contract signing next week. It's almost like she walked away, like upset that she's not getting her way. Like she just kind of wants to like walk around being champ and not have to do shit.
1: Well, the powers but- of B tell Becky, the match is gonna be at Extreme Rules. And mm-hmm. There's gonna be a contract signing in Madison Square Garden. Um, then we get Cesaro defeating Seth via DQ. Seth destroys Cesaro with the chair, and then Edge eventually after allowing cesaro to be beat mercilessly shows up and runs off seth um this is seth's new beginning to be more like edge uh roman strategizes with the usos paul then comes in and informs roman uh bad news brock's gonna be at madison square garden and then roman starts asking questions and paul's like well i don't know maybe you know fox is popular in saskatchewan he's like how do you know Brock's in Saskatchewan? He's like, I don't. Maybe, maybe he's in Minneapolis. He goes, How do you not? Or how do you know that Bra- Brock's not here tonight? And then Roman got paranoid, and Paul mm-hmm. does not know what the fuck to do with himself right now.
0: Um, <laughs> I like that he's like, we have a, a Brock Lesnar problem. It's like you have a Brock Lesnar problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like that whole. I'm gonna smash was- him just like I'm gonna smash Finn Balor in my own time. Did you Uh, you
0: see Jizzy tweets? Like, I want Roman to smash me next after he's done with Finn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We got KO Show Uh, featuring Happy Corbin and special guest Logan Paul. Logan and KO go on about, uh, or they go back and forth. They're about to go at it. Logan Paul is ready to fight. KO takes off his shit. Corbin cheap shots KO and then choke slams him. Carmella photo shoot lives back behind her watching it happen and is not very impressed at all with what she is seeing. It was kind of weird. Sammy defeats Dominic Mysterio during the match. Ray comes out to check on Dom and Dom's like, I got this. He did not have it. Uh, He did not have it at all. Um, Sonia blows off Naomi again. Patterns here, people. There are patterns here, people. And then the Uso's jump Finn before the match. Then the Street Profits run them off and Roman defeats Finn Balor in a universal title match. And then there is a sound and some red lights that may be alluding to something I've been asking for for a very long time. Do not fucking cock tease me WWE. Give me what <laughs> Give me what I want.
0: Give me what I want. Kill the Batista. Give it to me.
1: Give me what I want. Give it,
0: spit into the mic yep stutter a little bit while you say it
1: what uh what are we swallowing from smackdown
0: uh first thing i want to swallow is obviously the becky promo where she came out i loved all the points that becky made even the little th- little subtle thing about her coming out saying oh they didn't there was no you deserve it chant and then her getting the crowd to chant you deserve it lackluster
1: chant you deserve it like that it was, was not the whole crowd that was not it, it was
0: it was not the whole crowd but that's why i liked about it It kind of felt like a little condescending of becky it's like yeah. just like you're getting those vibes right and i liked her whole points about saying hey they needed a big a big name after like uh after sasha had to bow out last minute i stepped up i was ready to go It's not my fault you weren't ready to go. That was your mistake. Like, don't sit here and cry about like how I beat you in like twenty six seconds when like you just didn't, you just weren't ready. So it's something like that. Everything about that
1: promo was healed, every bit.
0: Everything about it was healed, and then I loved Bianca coming out, and she did not fold. It wasn't like a Roman Reigns where he kind of folded to John Cena in their first interaction back in the day. It she literally felt like she was on par in the Becky Lynch level in the in the promo department as well. She fucking held her own. Like she threw in her like a whole like shtick about the EST, like the greatest, the fastest, the strongest, and she gave her fucking fantastic. She fucking like knocked it out of the park. And Becky for two weeks in a row ducking Bianca. Fucking great fucking great and i love it and then even like the whole interaction in the the back with sonia and her not wanting it's like oh she'll have her match but when i'm ready when the man wants you know but it it was all great it was all great i can't swallow it enough um also wanna go ahead and swallow the the whatchamacallit uh why am i trying to blank uh the whole like roman paul Heyman's interaction uh paul Heyman getting a call from Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar's theme song being his ringtone was hilarious I got a kick out of that the match itself between Roman and Finn was really good even even the pre-match beatdown by the Usos I thought was a good way to protect Finn in a loss and then even like the low blow kick out was a perfect way to also protect Finn and the little tease at the end where Roman's just like what the fuck was that like, we all know what the fuck that means. And that just lets me know that there would be some big plans for Finn. And hopefully, that means that this is foreshadowing <sighs> of the demon being the one to take the universal title off for a Roman.
1: Do you but know how bad I want that to be a thing?
0: You look like you desperately want it to be. A I've thing. been asking Almost for as demon much Finn as Finn I want Finn Ortega to be the title.
1: It's not going to happen. You couldn't find a porn up video with Benny Ortega in the title. You lost that. I gave you a chance. You lost.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: I've wanted the demon to come back for so many different feuds for so many different reasons. I felt like there have been plenty of opportunities and they just keep fucking not doing it. Now Mm -hmm. we got the tease. Now it might happen. Now I'm fucking excited. Give me the fucking demon Finn Balor. Give it to me now.
0: Well, I was always, and I think you were, you remember this, we were talking about this while reviewing NXT a few months back while NXT, while Finn returned and was the NXT champion. I was never on board with the demon showing up there because it felt like it wasn't fitting Finn's character at that time. He was more or less kind of like a tweener Becky role, which, would, which is what he filled over in NXT, and I felt like he didn't even need the demon. And it... And now that he's on main roster, it's kind of like a little bit of what he was doing on NXT, but still a little bit of like the Balor Club, Finn Balor that we saw doing like the whole hand gestures with the crowd. So it's like a mix of both. And I feel on main roster, the demon just fits a little bit more better.
1: Now let me tell you why you're wrong. Finn Balor in NXT needed the demon to beat carrying cross. He did not beat carrying cross. He did not pull out the demon to beat carrying cross that demon character with what they were doing with carrying cross originally, despite how you felt about carrying cross would have told a great story, would have been entertaining, would have been fun. Scarlet's interaction the demon would have been was great to
0: lose the cross.
1: Not, not if, if the, the demon, demon was going to lose. You know who else he needed the demon for the match? We never got Finn Balor versus Walter. Now we got Dragonoff dethroning walter but if we had gotten two finn matches one where finn went up against walter and almost won but lost and then a Mm -hmm. second one where the demon came back and beat walter for the nxt uk title as the demon because he had to pull the demon out to beat walter because walter was so unbeatable two reasons why the demon would have worked in nxt but yes if he was the demon the demon would have had to win that part i agree with and i am actually happy sacrificing the demon against cross to get Samoa Joe as three-time NXT champion, so but there were legitimate ways to bring in and use the demon in NXT.
0: Like, that was the one time where I felt like the demon could have been called upon. Like, I don't agree with you on the Walter stuff. I would have wanted to see straight up, like, Balor, the Prince Balor versus like, Walter, just in of itself, just that. And you would have got that. You would have
1: lost, and then we would have had another one where the demon dethroned him.
0: I don't know. I I don't think I would have wanted to see the demon versus Walter, but him going up against Karen Cross, if it meant taking the title off a cross, I would have been for it. But if again, if he was going to lose to cross, oh yeah, I wouldn't second. I can't. But yeah, overall, I just want to swallow that all. All that like like SmackDown really feels like a really big show now. They have all the big stars. Uh, Also. I I just want to swallow the fight that Madison Square Garden next week looks like it's going to be lit because we're going to have Edge versus Seth Rollins. We're going to have the contract signing and Brock Lesnar's showing up. So it looks like it's going to be a fun SmackDown next week.
1: Are you swallowing Seth versus Cesaro?
0: No. I'm going to just let it gargle in my mouth.
1: Okay. What are we spitting from SmackDown?
0: The KO show with Baron Corbin and Logan Paul.
1: Yes! Because Logan Paul. Because Logan, Logan Paul. Paul, like hey, because I don't Logan need an don't need more matches between Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin, even though he went from bum ass Corbin to happy Corbin. We've seen it, we've seen it, we've seen it. I definitely don't want to see Logan Paul wrestling WWE. This is not a bad bunny situation. I don't give a fuck about this guy. I not as why don't a, we keep
0: bringing him over? Like he's shown up on Raw and SmackDown's like, no one gives a fuck about I want to
1: know who in WWE. Knows about Logan Paul and thought this was a good idea, and gives a shit about him. That's what I it's want to know. Dumb. And this isn't like heat, where like, oh, he's such a dickhead. I hate him. Like, he wanted to be liked, but just as a person, he's a piece of shit, and no yes. one wanted to see him wrestle or be in WWE. I definitely don't want to see him. You know, m- do what he's doing in boxing, and have another fixed paid fight in wwe mm-hmm. for real yeah
0: i mean other than other than that like i just want to spit the whole ko show segment it was bad i don't like they're calling him happy corbin not just call him baron corbin but let him be happy it's like why do you have to it's like
1: happy? calling nikki ash and saying almost a superhero nikki ash even though ash stands for almost superhero. it's redundant yeah yeah uh I'm also going to I'm going to spit the Sonya Naomi stuff until they do something with Naomi that gives me a reason to swallow it cuz right That's now it. until I don't like the vibe that Sonya's giving. It's not going to be a let this play out situation because I don't have faith that it will. When it does play out, I will start swallowing it at that point. I have hopes that it will play out and become something, but also knowing WWE They may just drop it and not do anything with Naomi, and she may go back to not being on our TV. So...
0: That's the more probable outcome. I would hope that this is going to lead to... These are seeds being planted for a future Sonya Deville return to the ring, and her first opponent is Naomi, and you start building that feud. And those are like the seeds that you start planting from the jump. Or she
1: joins the bloodline with her husband. Since we never got her in the Hurt Business, which we asked for and asked for and asked for and we never just got her. Just
0: give it. us something good, you know, for Naomi because she's fucking fantastic.
1: And I'm going to... You know what? I'm not going to spit or swallow it. I don't even give a fuck about Booger. So... Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's about it, man. There wasn't, like... Everything else, th- other than, like, the K.O. show stuff, everything else was either really, really good or just indifferent. and just kind of there at least on my on my perspective
1: yeah it wasn't the greatest week of wrestling really not really no um paul and that whole thing does seem to be the best stuff and the match against finn was great but even we didn't get a whole like there was stuff there that was entertaining but like nothing really to get excited about or sink your teeth in like that'll be at madison square garden where we get mm-hmm. that stuff this was just kind of leading up to um you spent swallow swallowing smackdown
0: i'm gonna swallow smackdown okay there's a little bit too much good other than if, if i can just go ahead hopefully just go ahead and just ignore the ko show this is a pretty good episode of
1: smackdown I think I already know the answer to my next question, but I am going to gargle SmackDown. Or no, I'm going to swallow SmackDown, basically just for the main event and the Roman stuff. Um, that was enough for me. And then Becky, the Becky and Bianca, Becky, and Becky yeah. And Bianca yeah. yeah. So I didn't need the rest of the show. Um, the Cesaro stuff seemed to go on a little too long for me. That beat down before Ed showed up, that was kind of awkward. Um, maybe
0: maybe edge was in the in the john maybe he was taking the shit and he's like oh fuck i need to make a run and he's out here just like rushing that's maybe that's why he took so long or maybe who's
1: your new favorite porn star
0: sheila ortega
1: maybe he was in the john rubbing one out to some sheila ortega porn
0: i would be too i want to be in a hurry to save cesaro you know.
1: he was watching dynamite He was on Twitter. He saw Benny Ortega and he went down the same buddy hole we did on this episode. He's like, oh shit, who's Sheila Ortega? And then just at that moment it hit him. He had to pop, he had to bust his nut, pop one off, zip up, and then go out there when he realized what was happening. Like he just kind of happened to walk by a monitor afterwards. He's like, oh shit. It'd be
0: like that sometimes. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes.
1: What was your favorite show
0: of the week? Smackdown maybe it has to do with the fact that i was able to actually watch it live uh all the shows it was the only one i was able to sit down and actually consume it and not watch the hulu version or watch clips of but even still smith just gave me more stuff to be excited about
1: and i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with rampage which you didn't get to watch Mm -hmm. um but Unlike normal, I am not going to say that I get two votes and Vince gets one and Rampage is the best show of the week. What I am right. going to do is say Vince went SmackDown, I went Rampage, and let our listeners, um, I believe at one point I was calling them our hand jobbers or hand jobbies. Um,
0: hand jobbers and hand jobbies, I think is what you were saying.
1: Yes. Uh, let you guys tell us what you guys thought was the best show. Hit us up on Twitter at cool. SCS Vince. Hit me up. If you've listened to the show, do it in the YouTube comments. Come over to Facebook. Wherever you listen to, follow, or watch us, let us know what your favorite show of the week was. and We'll see if maybe we can come to a consensus, SmackDown, Rampage, or maybe you guys like something else better. Let us know.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But also, Rampage is the best show of the week, as for the SmackDown <laughs> <or our> Podcast.
0: <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> had to sneak that one in there didn't you Matt?
1: i have no idea what you're talking about sure, sure. all right vince so why don't you tell everyone where you've been for two weeks why you've been absent and truant why you've been truant
0: <laughs> well i just been busy uh dropping new episodes to straight talk podcast uh, we did a brand new kobe podcast we did uh eight kobe Bryant what ifs throughout his career I had Justin from Get Your Podcast on there because we had such a great time doing our Bulls Banter episode. Both are still very topical. I encourage you guys to go check it out using my link tree, which will be in my bio on Twitter and Instagram at SCS Vince for both. Linktree slash SCS Vince where you can find all the stuff. Um, But yeah, also encourage you to check out uh, the show's Instagram page at Pod. Because we also post stuff there and we want to get the follower count over there up as well. But mostly I've just been like out there just being monogamous with someone else. Matt. since I can't with be monogamous else. with Enough. since I can't be monogamous with you.
1: Are you cheating on me with another podcaster? I would never. You better not. I would never. You better not.
0: I can't confirm nor deny that.
1: If I find out you're doing another wrestling podcast as a co-host and not as a guest host. We're going to have issues.
0: What if I'm hosting it myself?
1: You're hosting another wrestling podcast besides being on the show.
0: Well, straight talk is a variety of podcasts. I talk basketball. It's not a wrestling wrestling
1: podcast. You talk mostly basketball and entertainment and maybe do a wrestling draft, but it is not a straight up wrestling podcast.
0: I'm actually going to have wrestling drafts that
1: never get heard because you realize that you did so bad in them (laughs) and you lost that you can't release them to the public.
0: My draft was pretty good. My my my, team, you know, we're not gonna go into it. We're we not lost. gonna go into it because we're gonna have a we're gonna have a part two to that, like a redo. You, you realize, Redux, like, so.
1: my entire roster is gone now. Like, I'm completely fucked.
0: It's okay. We'll just redo this every year, and we'll just see how but fun. All this that's gets left is too.
1: Alexa Bliss. That's all I've got left. Alexa and Dexter is my entire roster now. Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Because again, but... another reason to spit raw. No fucking Keith Lee. Just gone again.
0: No Alexa Bliss either.
1: No Alexa Bliss.
0: That was kind of weird to me. And no Miz. Like, the week after the heel turn, like, and there's no Miz and Morrison. That was just weird.
1: It is officially midnight in the Midwest. Do you know what that means, Vince? What does that mean? means exactly one year ago today, at what will be 7 p.m., which was a Friday, My daughter was born.
0: Oh, that's correct, Matt. Congratulations.
1: Today is my daughter's officially now. Today is my daughter's first birthday. Uh, She was born September 4th and because she is fucking awesome came out just before the start of Smackdown. So I was able to put Smackdown on in the delivery room as they were cleaning her up and handling stuff with my wife. Uh I was able to watch SmackDown and catch the entire show as I held my daughter for the first time one year ago today.
0: It's almost like she knew. She
1: oh, yeah, she's like, Can't fuck up daddy SmackDown. I also didn't do the podcast that week, so uh, for obvious reasons. For yeah. obvious reasons. felt like I could have done it from you know the hospital, but well, you know.
0: I mean you could have pulled a Justin and like done it like in the middle of your car right to <laughs> to uh to wherever the fuck you were going
1: yeah yeah but i want to wish my daughter a very happy first birthday we got a lot of plans for her tomorrow so i'm looking forward to that also you guys can find me on twitter at my regular that's at m-a-t-t-r-i-d-d-e-r also facebook.com slash group slash smack and raw link tree link tree slash smack and raw or link tree slash creation world what is creation world creation world is the banner under which the smack and raw podcast exists that has other great podcasts such as the creation conversation Return to Wrestling, which should have a new episode dropping very, very soon. Travis and I are mm-hmm. going to get ready to record the next episode, probably this weekend. And also Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow, which also has its own Facebook page, facebook.com slash group slash Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow. If you just want to find where you can get everything, go to facebook.com slash world or creationworld.com. We'll go follow them on Twitter and Instagram at The Creation World. That's at T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A World on Twitter and Instagram. There's also a Twitter for the Smackin' Raw Pod itself that still only has about 200 followers because none of you people listen to me and go over there and do what I ask you to anyway. But that yeah. shares one with an Instagram that Vince is going to talk about as he plugs his socials.
0: Yes. So, like I said, it's it's the same handle at Smackin' Real Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. We're trying to build the both of those accounts so please matt runs the twitter one i run instagram one so if you want to go ahead and interact with me a little bit with me a little bit more go ahead and check that out I'll, maybe we'll do the polls there i don't know we're trying to find some stuff to build up the audience but we're, we're getting some stuff there and then whenever matt makes some funny memes i throw them on the instagram as well uh and like i said earlier a few minutes ago just follow me on all social media at SES vince
1: when's that lp dropping
0: uh, You know what? Whenever we find out what was in that lockbox box in Vince McMahon's uh, closet.
1: What do you mean whenever we find out what was in that lockbox box in Vince McMahon's office? Whenever we
0: find out who threw the pie at Kevin Owens' face.
1: That's fucked up, Vince. <laughs> that's fucked up. You know why that's fucked up? Why? Because we've got an album cover And we've got a track list. If I can find the track list. Uh, Daddy's Home. New show, Who Dis? Straight Talk. Living the Gimmick. Mid at Best. A (laughs) six-star pick, which is a remix of Five Star Chick featuring Yo Gotti. uh, Pornhub Poppy. Sweet Home Chicago featuring Chief Keith and Lupe Fiasco. Viva La Rasa. And then... Featuring the entire cafeteria, Gang Bang All Day, the title track from your debut album, Gang Bang All Day.
0: Don't forget the bonus track on the deluxe version of the album, Only Vince,
1: which has its own single cover. Well, the deluxe album, just like OnlyFans, probably never coming out. Fair enough. Fair enough. You do, (laughs) though, though, OnlyFans did retract. Their statement on, uh, so we can still make Vince's OnlyFans happen. I can still come over and record you having sex with whoever you are being monogamous with, or if you guys break up, whoever you just have over on the casting couch, maybe your landlord if you know you're running low on rent. No, money. I'm just no. saying,
0: never that, Pins. never that.
1: You love tacos, it doesn't matter how old they are,
0: it kind of does, it c- kind of <laughs> does. This isn't this isn't a, a, a this isn't a salting crackers with ketchup situation, man. I'm not that desperate.
1: Okay, I'm not that desperate. Okay. You may get there, and if you do, I'll I'll be there with my iPhone to record it and put it up online. Just
0: I'd so. rather live in my car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways,
0: I think that's the show, Matt. Anything else okay. you want to add?
1: You want to close it out there? You good?
0: Uh, for the word "mad ritter" and. Uh, cafeteria. I am the Pornhub Poppy, Daddy Delgado. This has been the Smackin' Raw podcast, and we are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub.
1: That was terrible. For Pornhub Poppy, Vince Delgado. Wow, I you, am, re-
0: you really you really had to sit there and just like be quiet. Let I want to let you try
1: and get it out. I don't like it. So for the Pornhub Poppy, Vince Delgado, I am the predictions champion, the warden, Matt Ritter. We are smacking it raw, and we are still the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub.
0: Go check out Sheila Ortega.
1: Later, y'all.